Good morning. Welcome to all of you on the fourth Sunday in the Pentecost season and finally summer. Right? It is warming up out there. I love it. Can we get the QR code um, up here if that's okay? The, the news for the pews is uh, up on the QR code if you want to go ahead and take your cell phones out and narrow in on that. There's a bunch of good stuff in there for you to read about. Um, I do want to point out that the announcement about the uh, beer and hymns happening this evening is, um, it, it has been canceled, we just found out. Um, oh, it's going to be in Carolina Beach. I'm not going there. <laughs> Too far away. <laughs> so if you want to go to Good Hops for the beer and hymns, that's where it's happening tonight, but not here in, uh, in Wilmington. But other than that, check out the QR code and make it happen. People are leaving keys in our parking lot. And I'm wondering if, if, if these, these were left last Sunday. This is this Sunday. So, aha. All right. <laughs> Joyce, will you take those and just, I, I, think, uh, I think Boo is claiming one of those. All righty. Finally, um, we have a, a crafty person in our congregation who is creating these uh, sun catchers, and they are sailboats. As you can tell, we've got the symbol of the sailboat, and I think I'm having some feedback, Chris. Could you take care of that for us? Uh, sailboats on the windows and up on the, uh, the rose window as well. Uh, so it, it's become sort of a symbol, it's synonymous with Lutheran Church of Reconciliation. We're selling these um, for a, a, a quaint fundraiser um, for off-budget expenses, and so if you're interested, we're asking $25 for these. They would be a beautiful gift. They're, they're nicely packaged um, for you to give away for birthdays, anniversaries, Christmas, or just because you like somebody. So um, see AJ after worship service in the back, and she will hook you up. She only has 100? Okay, so we only have 100, so they're going quickly. Is that what you want to make? Yes, gotcha, all right. I'm not a salesperson, I'm a, I'm a preacher, what can I say? Let us prepare our hearts and our minds to worship our great God this beautiful summer day.
Let us stand together as we face the baptismal font for the confession and forgiveness of sins. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who forgives all our sin, whose mercy endures forever. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit that, that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Teach us, good Lord God, to serve you as you deserve, to give and not to count the cost, to fight and not to heed the wounds, to toil and not to seek for rest, to labor and not to seek for reward, except that of knowing that we do your will, through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let's welcome the children forward for the children's moment. Jesus said, let the children come. Do not stop them, but urge them on. For to these the kingdom of heaven belongs. As they grow in their faith, the church will grow strong. Jesus said, let the children come. Jesus said, let the children come. Let the children come. The Lord be with you. Good morning. It's so good to see you today. We're going to try um, a little kind of a, kind of a word puzzle or a sound puzzle, okay? I want you to see if you can identify which bird this is making this sound. Are you ready? Oh, there we go. Close. A 
goose. A Canada goose. All righty, let's see if you can identify this one. That's a gull. That's a seagull. Can you hear that? Ooh. A seagull, that's right. Is that right? Listen to this one. It's called a killdeer. A killdeer is a tiny little bird that runs along the ground and it nests on the ground and it will chase you if you come anywhere near its nest. You've got to be careful of those little killdeer. Let's see if you know what this one is. Think of Thanksgiving. A turkey. That's exactly right. Poor turkey. <laughs> now this one is one that I saw last week outside of my office sitting on our cross. Close. A red-shouldered hawk. Yeah. Let's hear one more. And I think that you're probably going to easily get this one. No, close. It's got wings. Does anybody out there recognize that? If you said Carolina chickadee, you would be right. That you were right, Ch Carolina Chickadee. So all of those beautiful bird songs, right? Turkey, hawks, seagulls, chickadees, beautiful, don't you think? That's right, you see some beautiful birds at bird feeders, and if you listen, you can hear them sing beautiful songs. Well, in the reading from the gospel today, Jesus says something very interesting. Jesus talks about sparrows. Okay, and you see the little sparrows come to your bird feeders, and, and they're all over the place, right? Sparrows have a beautiful song as well. But Jesus says that God loves all of us even more than God loves sparrows. And believe me, God loves sparrows because God created them. But it got me to thinking about how much God loves us. So I want you to think about every time you hear a bird out there around the bird feeders, or if you're walking on the ocean and you hear the seagulls, or anywhere out there in nature, and you hear a bird singing, or, or squawking, or squeaking, that you remember how much God loves you. That is the bird's way of reminding you and singing to you how much God loves you. Do you think you can remember that? Yes, you can. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for Jesus, who teaches us about your love who tells us that you love sparrows and you love us even more. When we hear the birds sing, help us be reminded of how much you love us, how much you love me. Amen. Thank you for coming forward. You may return to your seats. 
The first reading is from Jeremiah. O Lord, you have enticed me, and I was enticed. You have overpowered me, and you have prevailed. I have become a laughingstock all day long. Everyone mocks me. For whenever I speak, I must cry out. I must shout violence and destruction. For the word of the Lord has become for me a reproach and derision all day long. If I say I will not mention him or speak any more his name, then within me there is something like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I am weary with holding it in, and I cannot. For I hear many whispering, terror is all around. Denounce him. Let us denounce him. All my close friends are watching for me to stumble. Perhaps he can be enticed and we can prevail against him and take our revenge on him. But the Lord is with me like a dread warrior. Therefore, my persecutors will stumble and they will not prevail. They will be greatly shamed and they will not succeed. Their eternal, eternal honor will never be forgotten. O Lord of hosts, you test the righteous. You see the heart and the mind. Let me see your retribution upon them. For to you I have committed my cause. Sing to the Lord. Praise the Lord, for he has delivered the life of the needy from the hands of the evildoers. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. The second reading is from Romans. Should we continue to sin in order that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin go on living in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him by baptism into death, so that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be destroyed and we might no longer be enslaved to sin. For whoever has died is free from sin. But if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. So you must also consider yourself dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the twelve, A disciple is not above the teacher, nor a slave above the master. It is enough for the disciple to be like the teacher and the slave like the master. 
If they have called the master of the house Beelzebul, how much more will they malign those of his household? So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered, and nothing secret that will not become known. What I say to you in the dark, tell it in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim from the housetops. Do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. And even the hairs of your head are all counted. So do not be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. Everyone, therefore, who acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever denies me before others, I will also deny before my Father in heaven. Do you think that I have come to bring peace to the earth? I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and one's foes will be members of one's own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take up the cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Those who find their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake will find it. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. Christ. I want to extend a warm welcome to all of our visitors today, and if you would kindly share your contact information with us on those yellow forms that are located in your worship folders, or even sign our guest register in the back, it makes us feel so good to see that get all filled up. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. I don't think it's a mystery that many of us have struggled with or have ongoing struggles with our sense of self-worth. We wrangle with the idea of value. We, we, what makes us valuable? We ask ourselves, to whom are we valued? And the underlying sentiment, of course, stems from what is really a primal question. Who or what cares about us? about me. We wrestle with this question both personally, I think, and, and even more broadly as people. Who or what cares? What is it that values me, gives me value, helps me to sense my worth? So today, let's tease out what is vital to our faith as well as our experience of life and living that we recognize it is God who cares about you and me and all that there is, and, and in caring, God is the one who establishes yours and my value in this life. Sarah and I, and Sarah is here with me finally after six months, thank God. You got a round of applause there, Sarah. We just completed, as I said, a six-month-long transition from living in Charlotte to where we are now here with you. Thank you kindly for your patience over these 
these months through this process. Just one more swift journey back on Thursday to close on the house, and we're done. Amen. Amen. I mention that because, as you know, selling a house can be fraught with all sorts of challenges. I see some nods in the affirmative, right? We've all been there. We've done it. This was ours. We put our townhome on the market for a certain asking price, right? And took into account the upgrades that we made and the comps that we looked at in the area, the guidance from our realtor who believed that we were asking a reasonable price given the market in that area at this time. Well, consequently, we had a buyer make an offer on the purchase of our house at that asking price. Yay! All going well, right? However, an appraiser from their lending company came in and appraised the value of the house at $10,000 less than what we were asking and what they were willing to pay. The appraiser devalued what everyone else considered the house to be worth. Grrr. How often do we face devaluation of various kinds throughout our life. We devalue ourselves, we, we think less of others, or we let others devalue our sense of worth. The consequences are as simple as when I used to compliment my grandmother, and she simply could not accept a compliment. You look pretty today, Grandma. Oh, in this old rag? Or, I love your hair the way it's done. Oh, this mop on top. I love the way you play the piano. Oh, well, I'm not really all that, she would say. But the idea of worth and value can lead to much more insidious situations that we encounter regularly as one of the many isms that we contend with in our world today, the challenge of racism, ageism, sexism, and the list goes on and on. Jesus addresses his followers with often misunderstood comments about discipleship. What Jesus is pointing out here are the results of not understanding where our value comes from. If we seek to find our self-worth based on our family relationships, where assured to be disappointed. If we are looking to quantify our value based on what we know or what we say, be ready to face the consequences either way, Jesus teaches. Jesus informs us that faith, that truth, rather, faith in him and in his representation of God and God's ways is consistent with each individual euphemistically taking up one's cross and following him. Now what does that look like for you? Taking up that cross and following Jesus. Siding with Jesus and proclaiming what he teaches by our words and our actions will essentially malign us against all other ways in which otherwise we seek to find our value that is, our worth as human beings. Yet, while that may sound dire and awful, it opens 
followers of Jesus up to what is otherwise a world often overlooked, one of beauty, one of truth. Here's what that looks like in a nutshell. So do not be afraid, Jesus says. You are of more value than many sparrows. We really do tend to be afraid, don't we? When we find that our self-worth or our sense of, of value is often devalued in so many ways throughout our lives, either by ourselves or by others, or circumstances or systems. We tend to be functional frady cats. You remember that phrase? That's not where God desires us to be, my friends. Functionally afraid, we will never find value in our lives or to our lives for, for simply being all the more valuable than a flock of sparrows, which God deeply values as a part of God's glorious creation. God wants more for you, and God gives more to you. Yours and my self-worth is valued by our baptismal faith that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly, the, the epitome of being and feeling worthless. The Apostle Paul writes, Therefore we have been buried with him by baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. We too might walk in newness of life. Repeat that phrase with me. We too might walk in newness of life. You see, we live in the knowledge that we are deeply beloved. In other words, valued. Christ Jesus, though he died for each one of us and our shame, our sin, was so valued, God resurrected Jesus from the dead. Amen? That as we are baptized into Christ Jesus, we are now, get this, a living resurrection. You and I are a living resurrection in contrast to all of the ways in which we ourselves and the world around us may try to devalue us every day. Friends, God loves you dearly and finds meaningful value in you in just the way you are right now, right here, and into the future eternity which awaits us as we believe. The next time you feel devalued or not worth an extra thought, listen, as I talked about with our, our youngest members, to the beautiful songs of the bird or the screech of an osprey, or the coo of the morning dove, or the cackle of the crow, and know beyond the shadow of a doubt that even more than these, God cares about you and for you and assures you of that truth that you are God's child. In Jesus Christ, crucified, risen, and resurrected, you are worth everything to God, and in you, God places eternal value. May the value God places on you 
me, on each of us in Christ's name, change the world in which you live. One circumstance at a time. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us confess the faith into which we are baptized. I believe, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven, he is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Trusting in God's abundant mercy, let us offer our prayers for a world in need. You entice your church to speak truth that challenges false notions of peace. Prevail upon us with the good news of Christ's death and resurrection, that we are compelled to share the gospel with all the world. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Under your watch, not even a sparrow goes unnoticed. Safeguard plant and animal habitats threatened by melting glaciers, rising oceans, and receding coastlines. Amplify the voices 
of those calling for responsible stewardship of the Earth's resources. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. prayer. Our world is enduring violence and destruction. Rescue your people in nations experiencing conflict or crisis. Thwart the efforts of those who sow chaos and terror, and guide those working to bring about peace and reconciliation. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You have counted even the hairs of our heads. Reassure anyone experiencing poverty, homelessness, unemployment, or exploitation that every life has value. Look favorably upon all who struggle, especially those on our prayer list, as well as those we name aloud or in the quiet of our thoughts. Tracy, Kathy. Answer us for your steadfast love is good. God, in your mercy. Hear our Hear prayer. prayer. Even when we experience rejection, your love invites us to new life. Lift up anyone who feels shunned or excluded on account of their gender, race, sexual orientation, gender identity, national origin, or any other human distinction. Make your people one. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. All who have died with Christ also live with him. We give thanks for Philip Melanchthon and all the saints whose faithful confession inspired our own discipleship and raise us with them to eternal life. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Receive our prayers and answer us, O God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. Let us share Christ's peace with one another.
God of field and forest, sea and sky, you are the giver of all good things. Sustain us with these gifts of your creation and multiply your graciousness in us that the world may be fed with your love. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give 
It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy God, you alone are holy, you alone are God. The universe declares your praise beyond the stars, beneath the sea, within each cell, with every breath. We praise you, O God. Generations bless your faithfulness through the waters, by night and day, across the wilderness, out of exile, into the future. We bless you, O God. We give you thanks for your dear Son at the heart of human life, near to those who suffer beside the sinner, among the poor, with us now. We thank you, O God. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people, for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Remembering his love for us on the way, at the table, and to the end, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. We pray for the gift of your spirit in our gathering, within this meal, among your people throughout the world. Blessing, praise, and thanks to you, holy God, through Jesus Christ, by your Spirit in your church, without end. Amen. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. All people are called to Christ's table. Come, eat what is good. Thanks be to God. As you come forward to receive the sacrament today, we will come down the central aisle, both sides together will feed to me where I will give you the host, and then we'll have two stations that will hold the, the glasses for um, the blood of Christ on either side.
We thank you, generous God, for the refreshment we have received at your banquet table. Send us now to spread your generosity into all the world through the one who is our dearest treasure, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The God who calls across the cosmos and speaks in the smallest seed, bless, keep, and sustain you now and to the end of all the age. Amen. Go in peace, share the harvest. 
Thanks be to God.